Hey everyone, it's Joe. Welcome to another episode of the Future Business Analyst podcast. My guest today is Fabrizio Laguna, consultant and trainer, the Brazilian BA, you might rather know him as. He likes to explain complex things in an approachable and charming way. I think I'm ready to be charmed by you today, Fabrizio, so welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Thank you very much for the invitation, Joe. It's a pleasure for me to be here. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you are. It's been, a, it's been a long time coming, I think, you and I saying hello to each other, catching up and things. Um, can we start off with a little bit of your history? Um, I don't know a great deal about your sort of upbringing in business analysis, how you came to be in this space. So why don't you just share your story with us, please? Right. Like many of the BAs that I know, I came from IT. I am graduated in computer science and I started as a programmer during the last millennium. It sounds so, okay. so long ago when you say <laughs> like that. But in the last millennium, I was in uh, uh, starting my career and I was in the top of technology. I was programming in this new language called Java. Okay. Everybody use it to hear and say, oh, that's cool stuff. That's new stuff. And I started working in a project when I, where I was the programmer and there was this old guy, very white hair. He was probably my father's age okay. and he was the analyst. And right. he was responsible for talking with the users, understanding the needs. And I used it to look for that guy and see, oh, but, but he's so outdated about technology. He call, uh, he needs my help to configure <laughs> his email on his notebook because he doesn't know how to do that. At that time, we were still using Windows 95. And I was helping him to, 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 to use this new technology. And I, and, I, and I thought to myself, oh, I'm learning Java. But when I looked for that old guy, I said, oh, he's so much important than, than I am because he's able to deal with all these people and decide what has to be done. And I'm here programming, right? Well, I have my space, but mm. I was trying to understand how could he do that? And at some point in that, in that project, he called me and said, oh, Fabricio, from now on, you were going to be responsible for talking to the users. Okay. And I said, oh, I, I, I can't do that. I'm just a programmer. I'm not an analyst. And he told me, don't say that any long in your, in your life. Because an analyst is just a programmer that was punched in the head very much time <laughs> and, and, and decided to learn the best way to do stuff and stop losing their, uh, their time. And I, I, I was looking for that old guy and saying, oh, he, what he knows is very less volatile than the technology that I know. He okay. knows how to deal with people, to manage a meeting, to define goals, to define what people need. At that time, we don't even call it requirements yet, just okay. what they need and put that in some kind of specification or something like that and try to, to get an agreement with all those different parts of the organization. And I thought, I must learn that. If I want to have a job, when I'm his old, I should okay. not rely on technology because technology is going to change. But yep. those abilities are not so volatile. That ability to, to understand people, to talk with people, to manage expectations, 
that's very more strong and probably useful whenever I am or wherever I am. So I decided to change my career and point to that analyst job. We didn't call it business analyst at that time. It was last millennial, right? Before mm. IIBA was, was founded yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, but that was a changing point in my career. So I started uh, working more uh, as an analyst. I had a, I had my own uh, software house where I took the, the role of talking to customers and understanding what they need. At that time, I, st I was still programming and doing analysis. When my life, as it, as it grew, I occasionally started doing just analysis. And I started working as a trainer. So I have been training people for more than 20 years. And I started with uh, analysis, object orientation, and project management. Started with doing requirements, requirements engineering. And at some point, I just realized that there was a certification from an international institute created on Canada, called International Institute of Business Analysis. And I decided to do that and my career changed to business analysis kind of by accident. But I, I really enjoyed that. I, I, I got a passion about it. And I was the first Latin American certified as a business analyst oh, wow. professional. Okay. That oh, that's was an amazing 2008. Okay, that's an amazing achievement. Yeah. Okay, so um, background in computer science, background in programming, some nice old white-haired man sort of lifted the lid on, on business analysis for you and, and, and then you progressed. One of the things I was thinking about as you sort of closed out at the end there, you, you started to list a number of roles that you'd, you'd gotten um, sort of similar experience in, so, so adjacent roles maybe, roles like project manager, etc., and I do feel like that's a trait of many people in the past, that they sort of had spent some time in some similar roles, being able to build up a, a foundation of good skills across those disciplines. But I feel like the roles are changing. Like there they're are becoming a lot more roles now, a lot more specialized roles, you know, in user research or in product. You know, there's a number of different um, specializations. Do, do you think the opportunity is going to be there in future for people to gain sort of the kind of diverse experience that perhaps we were fortunate to in the past? I guess so. When we talk about roles, I, I confess that that's a word that's, Kind of ambiguous for me because okay. sometimes when people say about a role they're saying about a duty or, or, or a value that someone presents to an occasion to a, a, a specific context and some sometimes it's very related to job titles so oh i'm playing that role so yeah. that means that you are you have that role in your in, in your name or something like that like like business <laughs> analyst yeah. somewhere uh, 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 and I must confess that I had never had the job title of a business analyst in all my life. Okay. I have been a business analyst all my life. Is the value that I understand that I provided. Even when I was the, let's say, CEO of my software house, I was playing the role of business analyst, trying to understand the needs of my customers and, and define what my team should be building. 
And today I work very much as a consultant. So my, my job title is consultants. Yeah. I'm calling for organizations to help them to understand their problems and define what's the best course of action. And what I do is business analysis. So the value that I present is business analysis. I see that when you mentioned that there are a lot of different roles, I'm not sure if we're talking about values that are being provided or if we're talking about job titles, because I, I can see there's a lot of different job titles on organizations like user experience analyst, uh, quality analyst, um, professional uh, 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 business owner, product owner, product manager, and all those job titles must provide business analysis as part of their role. Yeah. So business analysis is so much important for all those professionals, all those job titles, and this ambiguity about a role and a job title. I'm, I'm not sure if just because of my, of my roots no, as a Brazilian or if that's uh, globally <laughs> a problem. <laughs> you can tell me probably better than I do. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not going to call it out as being a Brazilian thing. I think that would be very, <laughs> would be very unfair. No, I, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely right. You, you know, that there, there, there is a little bit of ambiguity. People have different ideas about job title versus role. I, I think when I asked the question, what I, I see a role as a hat. Like you can wear different hats at different times to perform different duties, different functions, whether they are officially part of your job or not so so in the past for example there would be opportunity for me to try my hand at a number of things on a project where i've got the same jo job title for the duration but i've actually got the opportunity to get involved in a number of things that could be analysis it could be design it could be management it could be testing it could be a number of things my job title was whatever my job title was at the time, but I just had that opportunity to get stuck in and get involved. And I think the question I was trying to ask is um, that sort of opportunity, which used to be there quite easily, do you see that sort of diminishing as we do get these sort of more formal roles and everybody having particular boxes that they they perhaps work in? I think I think it's it's growing. So all those boxes that you mentioned are boxes that need business analysis, are boxes that must business analysis to be done. If it was going to be done by someone who is just doing business analysis, that's another question. So uh, that uh, again, when we are talking about job roles and, uh, and what have to be done or the ballot that must be delivered. And IIBA define business a business analyst as anyone who does business analysis including yeah. business analysts what, what i think is kind of crazy because uh, if business analysis is is like the, the this abstract term that englobes everyone like product owners product managers project managers uh, business managers and business analysts. But, but are we talking about the business analysts here or are we talking about the business analysts there? So there are two different business analysts in our conversation usually when we're talking about business analysis and they have the same name, but one is abstract yeah. and there's always role for that. The other one is specific and this specific role may be changing. I see that in the past, 
the specific role of the business analyst was very much related to creating documentation, very much related to some kind of bureaucracy, very much attached to projects. So in a project, there was a phase of eliciting requirements and someone had to put all those things in a specification and, and get some sign-offs from everyone. That was the role of that business analyst. And that business analyst is changing. Today, I would say that the main role of, that, of the business analyst in an organization is to foster a mindset of business analysis helping everyone in your organization to have a business analysis mindset, to focus on business outcomes, to understand what are we delivering. If it's a project, a product, an initiative, uh, let's say a continuous uh, evolvement, that, that doesn't change the need of understanding what are our goals, where are everybody want, where do everybody wants to go and how can we collaborate to get there? And so, it's less the, the one, let's say that the, 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 the business analyst is less responsible for doing business analysis and more, is more responsible to guarantee that business analysis is helping in the organizations. So it's more a coach than a, 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 a concentrator of communications. Yeah. He is okay. not a, a, a funnel. He is not... Yeah. A, a bottleneck he must be the connector of everybody so okay. let's come on everybody let's get together and try to solve things that's that's the role yeah. of the professional business analyst that, that that's a nice definition so so a little bit of a recap on what i think i'm, I'm hearing in there it is it's a skill it's not a role right it, it's a skill that's not unique to the business analysts it, it, we don't have a monopoly on it um, these skills are available to everybody, free to use, and by doing so, um, they should see some marked improvement in the in, in the kind of work that they're doing. That that we need to be have a responsibility for developing business analysis as a discipline, as a mindset. You've not used the word yet, I don't think, but um, I'm sure Wait, that I word's did, but, coming. But let's but, um, let's come back to that. We're de developing this, this, this mindset for business analysis inside corporate organizations to try and ingrain it in the culture, um, to coach other people in, in doing it, paying attention to this kind of stuff. Is that sort of where you, did I summarize where you see it heading? Perfectly. Let's come back to the mindset because that's an okay. important thing, right? So yeah. let, let's say that we are talking about not the, professional business analyst, where, where, where was he? Here, 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 he was here. The professional business analyst, but we are talking about here about these uh, abstract concepts of yeah. business analysts. Anyone who is applying business anal analysis is a business analyst, this abstract yeah. one. And what unites all those different roles or specialties in this connected stuff, I call it a business analysis mindset. People who are applying a way of thinking that change the way they behave. So this business analysis mindset, when I look for a mindset applied for an organization, it could be called a corporate culture. So when we have a corporate culture related on business analysis mindset, it that makes everyone to think about 
what we have to change in terms of business outcomes. How can we get better business outcomes? How can how what I am doing reflects on everything else? And using that mindset, everyone can also be a business analyst, the generic one, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, it's actually a line I've said before. Everybody's a business analyst. Just a, many of them don't realize it. Um, yeah. Or they should be. Yeah. And sometimes they are not yet. They're not but yet. if we are looking for a nimble enterprise, for a corporation that can change and can uh, react to changes fastly, we need everybody to have this mindset. Yeah. But, it, but, but, but I mean, if we look at uh, business analysis, some of the, the purest things within it, it's about solving a problem, exploiting an opportunity. It's, it, it's that kind of thing. It, it, it's looking at feasibility, return on investment. Those are decisions that everybody does in some shape or form, probably every week sure. in their life. So there is this sort of, there, there's this business analysis um, happening, I think, in most people and particularly in organizations inside of corporates even more so. Um, business analysis is about business decisions, it's about data, and decisions and data are happening everywhere. And, I, and w with that thought, I want to come back to the word that you've used, um, coaching, right? If you see part of this responsibility of these business analysts down here to sort of coach business analysis in this abstract, what sort of opportunities, how could we go about sort of um, being able to do that? Um, in, in many ways, we've struggled in the past to demonstrate the value of business analysis from down here to the people up here. So how can we now shift that into such a way that we're actually able to coach them? Seems like quite a step to take. Well, I, I don't think that's very hard to show the value of business analysis Maybe it's hard to understand what business analysis is, but okay. when you just understand that business analysis is related to understanding the problems that we have and taking better decisions of how to solve those problems or, or, or uh, use those opportunities that are available, it's not hard to, to sell it to anyone. People just have to understand what it is. And when we talk about fostering business analysis in an organization, we may foster those uh, that, that mindset in different ways. One of the ways that we can foster business analysis in an organization is, is trying to, to share the, the way of the way the business analysts think with everyone. And that's probably sharing some techniques that we use, some concepts that we are related to. Concepts like before taking a solution, try to understand what's the problem, right? Uh, try to align everything that you have in your solution to a business goal. Simple, si simple concepts, like something that we uh, uh, like very much, like requirements. What is a requirement? People, when they understand that to, to take a course of action, they must understand and, and write down what they expect at the end that's very basic, right? So what are you expecting at the end? Before, before starting, what are you expecting as a result, as an outcome? Let's try to write it down as requirements also. That's a powerful concept. So there are some small things that you can teach everyone and try everyone to understand. And there are also, as you were talking at the beginning, some specializations. So 
we will, we will probably have some expert in business intelligence looking for data, data scientists that must do business analysis very well. Otherwise, they are just doing scientific stuff for nothing. So they must know what kind of outcome they are trying to, to, to bring to the business so can they can use the data to get better decisions. I see business a, a data scientist as a specialization of a business analyst, or it should yeah. be a product owner as a specialization of a business analyst who is doing business analysis focused on a specific product, right? And we can have user experience uh, analysts who are also doing business analysis, but focused on the, the experience of the user. So we may have different specializations and having business analysis to foster all those specializations, right? Yeah. And so the, the coach, the coach role would be for someone who is called a professional business analyst. What are you doing? Oh, I'm trying to get business analysis in the whole organization, helping everybody to understand their needs. And I will try to find out what's the best way to do that. And that can change from one company to another. Yeah. It's not just write specifications and requirements at all, no. but and it, it, may, it, may, it may be part of it. Yeah, and, and I think, I mean, you, you started off, you, you said you're a consultant. That's the badge or the label that, that you wear, that you help your clients understand. And in many ways, what, what I heard you describing there was becoming an internal consultant, really consulting to people in these different disciplines, assisting with them in, in understanding the problem, defining solutions, and, and, and just sort of generally being that, as you say, let me, let me coach you in some good sort of practices and, and let's walk towards whatever it is that you're, you're trying to solve at this point in time. I like that. Um, Let's, let's jump a little bit then, and, and I know I, I know you've done a little bit of a video on this as well. I think it's worth touching on because um, it was very exciting. It was very interesting. But let's talk about the day in the life. It's that DILO, that acronym, okay? A day in the life of a business analyst in, I don't know, 2030, 2035. What does that look like to you, Fabrizio? Well, I'll talk a little bit about what is in the video. People who want to watch the video, you can share the link with them later. But mm. uh, the video is, is very focused on the usage of AI uh, to do business analysis. And what we can see that in, in, in that video is that the business analyst is not just playing a role of a documentary or someone who is just working with projects. There are not even projects in that video, that's yeah. business yeah. and a very nimble business. And what I mean by that is that the business is very fast in, in sensing and responding to change. So what the analyst does in that story, he, he starts asking the artificial intelligence, what are the trends, what are hap what's happening? And in that specific story, in that scenario, the artificial intelligence has the ability of ChatGPT to use natural language and just chat, what we already are seeing in ChatGPT, but ChatGPT is still written. So in that future, it's not just written, but you can yeah. talk and, and there is a, an avatar talking to you. 
some yeah. about the interface, right? But the, 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 the most interesting part of it is that the artificial intelligence has access to your business transaction information. So it can look for your transaction information, give you trends, can give you what's happening, can give you what's coming wrong, what have changed in the last few months. And so can bring you a lot of insights and you can do a lot of analysis talking to the, the, the artificial intelligence. And the artificial intelligence also have access to your business knowledge base, your enterprise architecture base. So it understands very well your business, your processes, your business rules, your requirements, everything that's related to your business. The artificial intelligence have access to that. So it's very easy to create analysis, to create diagrams, and the artificial intelligence can create you those stuff for that, for you. And you can just chat. You still have to have the business analysis terminology, you still must understand it. I I can I can make a parallel. If I was talking with an artificial intelligence that have all my healthy historic and knows everything about the human body, I would not know what to ask because I'm not a magician, a, a, a doctor. Yes. Right? I, 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 I don't know how to use, it's useless for me. Yeah. I, I would still have to study medicine to talk to an AI, but I would not have to collect the data myself, put it on a spreadsheet and try to understand it. I don't know, use a lot of softwares and difficult interface. I could just chat with artificial intelligence. That's what in this video that we're mentioning, the business analyst is doing. He's just chatting with artificial intelligence and not just making analysis, but also making uh, an experience, uh, 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 what's the name, uh, experiments, right? So he's saying, oh, if I change this, oh, let's try this in a small group. And the artificial intelligence also have access to the behavior of the applications. And it can change the behavior of the applications, changing source code or changing models or changing business rule or stuff like that. And so the business analyst can even change the business behavior just chatting yeah. with the artificial intelligence. And and that, I'm glad you brought that bit up because that was the most interesting point for me in, in that video. And I'm going to say that you crossed a line, okay? And, wh and what, <laughs> I mean, what I mean by that is um, historically as business analysts and developers and programmers and everybody, we don't touch production. And you touched production. You did an A-B test, basically. That experiment, as you called it, you did an A-B test. Uh, I remember it. Oh, and if we change that rule, can we just can we run that on like the next thousand as a little sort of test group? You touched production. I thought that was fantastic, right? Because you, you, you crossed the line, and now you, so you've opened up a new sort of world of opportunity in my mind. So I want to ask you, do you see business analysts being able to affect decisions that can be themselves directly in a business scenario in production in the future. Right. There's the, where is it? The business analyst and the business analyst, right? Okay. So these business analysts over the top okay. are changing the business every day. They are taking the decisions because all 
CEO, all CIO, all business manager, our business analysts, they are analyzing the business more than anyone. They are trying to understand what's most valuable and taking decisions. This professional business analyst right here today is not taking the calls. When they're taking the calls, maybe they're not being called professional business analysts, they're called product owners or product managers. But, but for me, those are job functions that are doing business analysis with some additional yeah. responsibilities, right? Some additional yeah. responsibilities. Yeah. Uh, I see that business analysis is needed to, to call decisions. I may call someone neutral and ask them, oh, give me your advice, but I have the call. That's what happens today, usually, when I call a professional business analyst or even a consultant. Um, but I can do the analysis myself. And, and I would say that most part of analysis are not made by a neutral analyst, are made by the ones who, are, who have the action to, to call it. So in that video, I'm not very worried about the job function or the job title of that, of that guy. I know he's doing business analysis because I can see that. He's analyzing yeah. the business. Yeah. He's looking for data. Yeah. He's trying to get good decisions, understand the, 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 the options that he has and call for, yeah. uh, take a decision. In the video, at the end, if you look at the, the end of the story, I added some roles and validations that should be like there's a process to change production, right? Yeah. And the business analyst say, oh, can I make the test? Yes, you have authority to do that. But can I change yes. a, a production and say, oh, there's a line of uh, authorizations that must be done. Oh, please include also someone. And there's a rule that yeah. he discusses. But that makes it clear that for changing stuff in production, you need some evaluations, you need some people who have the authority to do that. But what is really missing in that story is the programmers, is the project. There's no project because the artificial intelligence made it all automatically. And I don't see very much difficulty in doing that, especially when we're not just thinking about source code and programming, but think about process flows that you can change and change the business behavior or business rules that are in the decision model and you can change the, 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 the structure of the decision and change the business behavior. So why not have an artificial intelligence doing all that automatically? Yeah, no, no, indeed. As you say, it's got access to the full knowledge base, full code base, um, history of the organization it's got everything it needs um if it if it does have the capability then it, it's got everything it needs and I, I think you know um it's a tool right and and i think as you highlight the tool needs to be in the right hands okay it can't be in, mm -hmm. in the wrong hands that person needs to sort of know what they're doing what the impact of um their changes their their choices and things um i'm actually going to just take a jump to the right yes there's another bit um on your survey response that i want to dive into um so, some of what people say on the show is similar to each other and and sometimes a word pops up that's new that that somebody hasn't mentioned before and i think it's important to to explore some of those outliers particularly when it's such an important word like this compassion 
having compassion for people. And, we, we, you know, we're talking about AI and you're talking, you know, you're sort of saying that um, there are no developers, there's no designers, you know, there's just AI, people have been replaced, which seems like a good point to maybe have some compassion, <laughs> right? So, so how do you see compassion playing a big part of, of our future? Right. So, first of all, I, uh, I understand compassion as the key virtue of a business analyst. To do well business analysis, we must, we must have compassion. And compassion as a word is a, is a connection of two different words, calm and passion, right? So calm, not in English, but in Portuguese, uh, it's easier for us to, to, to get the root of it because it's the same word that we use to say with. Okay. So compassion is with passion. And passion is about feeling, about, uh, about uh, uh, sentiments, about pain, right? So passion is about pain, about feeling, about joy, about compassion is with feeling. So if you have compassion, you're feeling with, you're feeling with the other. So if I have compassion for my user, I should think if I would use this product that I'm building, what do, would I need here? How would I like it to be? So I, the requirements of the user become very clear for me because I, I'm feeling his pain. I'm feeling uh, 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 their suffering and I don't want to suffer. So, but I should not just be comp have compassion for the user. If I have compassion for the developer that is winning my specification, I would say, if I will develop this specification or these requirements that I'm receiving from these uh, business analysts, what doubts would I have? So I can write specification in a way that the developer wants to read. If I have compassion for the, the QA, the, 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 the quality assurance tester, I would say, if I will test this solution, what should I need? So I will look for the requirements and see if they're clear. If I have compassion for the shareholder of your organization, I will say, if I'm paying for this project, would I pay for this requirement? Right? So co compassion makes me think about all stakeholders and feel their pain like if they're mine. I could even have compassion for the environment. And I could say, if I would live five more hundred years, what do I expect for the future? of my world and how this project that I'm involved in will impact the world in 500 years from now. So what you're saying about AI and bringing AI into the, into the spot of compassion is, well, we are looking for AI as a very new tool, very nice one, and we can have very great improvements of productivity. Why? Let's have compassion for others, for, mm. for people who will lose their job. Should we change people from AI? Or what are we going to do with this productivity? Are we just going to get more money into the pocket of shareholders? Or are we getting a better society? In that video that you mentioned, at the end of the video, the analyst does his job in five minutes, a job that would take, I don't know, months to be done today 
and yeah. he does that in five minutes and go to play tennis. Mm. Are we building more productivity to play tennis and have fun and, and enjoy our lives and have a better life or just to make more stuff in, in yeah. less time? That's what we have been doing the last decade or, or, or yeah. few decades, right? Yeah. So having compassion, not just for the shareholder, not just for the user, but for your team, for your collaborators, for the environment, for the testers, for your uh, your suppliers, understanding the needs of all stakeholders and thinking of those needs if they are your own makes very good business analysis. So that's what I believe is the is the core virtue of business analysis that changes the way we are working. I'm not just working to do specifications. I'm not just working to get more profit. Uh, that's part of it because I also have pro, uh, uh, compassion for the shareholder, but yeah. that's just part of it. I yeah. should have compassion for everyone and yeah. try to understand, put myself in the shoes of all the stakeholders. And so mm -hmm. we can think in a better future. And that's really important. Yeah, it is. Um, the words empathy are springing to mind, um, understanding, uh, putting ourselves in other people's shoes, basically thinking from their their perspectives. And in many ways, your answer made me think of the word holistic. And I feel like you took that word holistic actually to a, to a lot higher um, level there. The, 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 the other thing that's interesting is, I mean, I did do the segue because obviously the retrenchment of the developer because of AI and having some compassion for that. And, and you raise a very good point, like, um, you know, in the past, things have been driven by finance. They have been driven by productivity, volume, speed, you know, all those kind of metrics that the things that typically um, have driven business. And there are some rays of sunshine um, that come out. I mean, I look at Patagonia as an organization. I think, what a fantastic company, you know. They, they, they do have the world, don't they? They have compassion for the world uh, and the kind of things that they're doing there. And interestingly, I'm thinking of the word human. I'm thinking of the word IT. But we need to bring them together to be humanity and to make sure our decisions are sort of good for humanity in all of this as it, as it starts to blend that's beautiful. Yeah, I like it. And, and you mentioned an idea. I, th I think it's 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 on every initiative that we do, on every project or every change that we do in business, the way we deal with business. I see that business analysis was born in IT. We still have this IT accent, as I do have an accent <laughs> from Brazil uh, 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 and the way I speak. When we do business analysis, we still have an accent of IT. Yeah but we should do business analysis for the business and it's very wider than IT. So we should be looking for every, uh, every type of investment that we are doing and try to, to bring this kind of compassion and, and not just compassion, but trying to understand what are the best decisions, trying to be wise in taking decisions and using compassion as a guide to, to know that these decisions are taking care of everyone who is related to that. It's a, it's a nice north star, isn't it? It's something to keep to, to keep your eye on and not and not be distracted by some of the stuff along the way. Um, I, I, I'm 
I'm sort of tracking through your answers here and thinking which things have we talked about, which which have we not. I feel like we've talked about context and understanding. I feel we've talked a little bit about design and solution. But something that we've perhaps not gotten into yet that I think is worth exploring into the future. We've talked about consulting, you know, sort of advising around um, helping people with business analysis. But what about change? What about leading change? Do, do you think there's a future in leadership um, for BAs sort of driving this change in organizations? I understand that when we talk about business analysis, we're always talking about change. There is no business analysis if no change is in place. You were just, I don't know what you're doing if you're not changing anything. We're just running a business. That's business operations and not business analysis. Okay. The way I, I usually present the business analysis mindset is in opposition of another way of thinking. So business analysis mindset, I presented in, in six different components. Uh, some of them are about the way you think and other of those components are related about the way you act. And I always presented it in opposition to another way of thinking, another mindset that I call business operations mindset. Okay. So when you have a business operations mindset, you're just focusing on doing your job. You're focusing on your silo. You're focusing on your department. You're trying to get the best results or the best outputs from your process. And when you have a business analysis mindset, you're looking for how can we change the way we operate to get better business outcomes? How can we change to explore opportunities from this holistic view, from this view of where meant Because my point of view is not the truth, it's just a point of view, another point of view. I have to look from different points of view, trying to understand the best I can of the reality and trying to understand where are the opportunities, where are the gaps that we can explore to change the business and make the business always better. And so for me, change and business analysis are so connected yeah. that I cannot think about business analysis without thinking of change. One question that you 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 made me uh, in, 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 by written was what's my definition of business analysis. Yes, I do have I do have a definition on my on, on my YouTube channel. It's called business analysis in one minute. Okay. But, uh, 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 so if someone wants to see that, there it's there is the is the, the the initial video for someone who is just uh, entering the channel. But the idea is when I say business. It's a collection of components that are put together to get uh, uh, some outcomes. So a business is composed of people, processes, technology, policies, rules, strategy, goals. So there's a lot of components that compose a business, right? Infrastructure, right. all those components should deliver some stakeholders something, some outcomes that they're expecting, right? So business analysis is what we use the skill set and the mindset that we use to understand all those components to make them clear so we can look for it understand what can be changed to get better outcomes for those stakeholders so that's what business analysis is when we're doing business analysis we're trying to understand how can i change the business or any component of those business the process the systems the 
business rules, the infrastructure, the people or the culture or their skills. How can I change the business, adjust the business so it can get better business outcomes for their stakeholders? That's what we are doing. It's not just IT. It's the whole business, yeah. right? Yeah, that is. Um, I like I like the picture you paint there, and and as you're moving your hands and gestating, and you, and you're doing this, I'm thinking of as like a configurator as well, not just an analyst, but a configurator who's moving, realigning, tweaking, finding the best, having that that compassion, and um, and in there as well, you talked about perspectives, you know, different people's perspectives, and I think that's a nice note to end on with thanking you for sharing your perspective um, with the audience. It, it's really opened up my mind to, to think about a couple of things as I explore this topic of future business analysts, so thanks for joining me, Fabrizio. It's been really cool catching up. It was a great pleasure, Joe. Thank you for the invitation.